Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show where we catch the spear and throw it back at you. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. What a fucking badass. I know. Fucking holy shit. This week we are finishing, concluding our uh, Robert Eggers uh, deep dive with uh, 2022's The Northman. Rated R, two hours and 17 minutes of uh, just good old-fashioned, wholesome kick-ass and weirdness. There's a lot of weirdness. But there's, like, definitely some just, like, holy shit, fucking Terminator badassness. Yeah, dude. Movie's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, It's kind of a familiar tale as far as, like, the main plot. Uh... But it has, you know, a little bit of a little difference from some of the other versions of it. It's very familiar, very similar to like uh, uh, Conan um, and other other uh, dad is murdered by someone and son becomes a slave and eventually gets his revenge. Yeah. Uh, So that's the story of this movie. Uh, uh, fuck the names of these characters. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, Amleth is uh, played by Alexander Skarsgård, and in his um, in his picture on IMDb, he's wearing a like a he's basically dressed up like a black tie event, but with no pants. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, he plays uh, Prince Amleth, um, whose father is played by Ethan Hawke, uh, King Arvindil, uh, the War Raven, and um, his mother is played by Queen Gudrun, uh, but, uh, or is Queen Gudrun played by Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, so, Ethan Hawke's brother, or... King Arvindil, the War Raven, um, is killed by uh, Fjolnir, the Brotherless. He's not Brotherless until he kills Arvindil, but whatever. (laughs) 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 And um, kills him right in front of Amleth. And then he sends his goons after Amleth, and he cuts one of their noses off and gets away. Yeah. And Uh, the scene, so that scene, the whole scene where the kid is running is awesome. Yeah. If you've been watching Star Wars lately, uh, there's been lots of scenes where kids are doing things that they would not be able to do or get away with, uh-huh. which is like a usually a problem in movies when you have yeah. kids. So like a kid outrunning an adult. Probably no, not going to happen. Just like six, seven years old, like it's just straight up not going to happen. Yeah. Like it shouldn't happen. Unless anyway. it's me, my fat ass chasing them. Even then, like it's a strong maybe. <laughs> yeah, I got so, uh, you know you usually have a bit of a stride on a small kid. Yeah, yeah. So we're already off to like a really good start, right? Yeah, he gets caught, but he cuts cuts this dude's nose off. Um, before this, like, dad comes home from war, right? And he's like, Ah, Amleth, you're getting to be the age where you're becoming a man. And mom disagrees because mom always disagrees, right? Right. Um, she wants her son to continue to be a baby, but she—you get the idea that she just is like not a huge fan of Arvindale. Yeah. Um, 
There's no compassion. Yeah, there's really there's like it seems to be an arranged wedding. Yeah, marriage, but it's like far into it. She doesn't particularly care. He's missing half of his liver. Yeah. Um. So the fact that he is missing half of his liver and he was injured in the war that he just returned from, he's feeling his mortality. So he's like, "All right, Amleth, we're gonna take you to the He Witch, who is played, uh, who is is named." Uh, where is he? Where is he at? Hemer the Fool, uh, played by Willem Dafoe. He acts like a, in, in, in the, uh, fuck, I can't remember what the mead halls are called in the longhouse. We all just played Valhalla like two years ago. What, what the fuck are they called? I don't remember. Um, anyway, he acts basically like a jester. Right? Yeah. But it turns out he's like the wise man, he witch, right? Yeah. Um, so he takes Amleth to see Hymir, and uh, they have like a vision quest, basically. Yep. Uh, with the help of some uh, drugged soup with bones in it. Yeah. And there's a lot of foreshadowing in the hall. Oh, yeah. And then once again, with yeah. The soup. It is not, it is. It is like, it's foreshadowing like, hey, I've got a knife. You might get stabbed by it later. That kind of foreshadowing. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not subtle at all. <laughs> no. But it's not supposed to be. Yeah. This is, the, the, the movie is told almost like a folktale, which is like pretty much everything that Eggers has done so far. Yeah. But like, it's, the way it is told is like a folktale, like... The way the all of the dialogue plays out and everything yeah, is very folk yeah, lore. The cinematography even leans yeah. itself into the folklore. Especially the dreamy parts. Yeah. Um, so there's a big, big dreamy part during this drugged induced vision quest where um uh Avrindil makes Amleth basically reach into his guts through the hole where his liver should be to feel the heart tree of their family line yeah uh which is fucking brutal (laughs) yeah and it's it's a really cool scene but anyway that's after that is when arvindale gets killed uh and amleth runs away then it skips forward quite a while until amleth is an adult and he's riding with uh some they they're like fucking uh they they think they're werewolf like warrior dudes yeah they're they're like the uh, I I was gonna read up on a bunch of Viking stuff and then yeah I, so that way I was one hundred percent but I didn't manage to do that uh so there's we like, don't read like we talked about on the other show yeah so there was like the portrayal of Vikings and Nordic people isn't always accurate no um so where the 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 raping and pillaging and like uh desecration of villages like came from is from like the basically like the nomad viking people so mm-hmm. like that's kind of like who he's with he's with like yeah. they're not they weren't rogues because they were accepted in like the larger vi- villages but yeah they weren't that wasn't necessarily like the army of the nordic people like running around like doing those things it was more like the like outcasts of the societies yeah so they were like they were basically like brigands right but they were like sort of accepted in 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 some places yeah um but they were like going around and hitting these uh 
um, these uh, Slavic areas, like in old Russia before it was Russia. Yeah. Uh, they were hitting these Slavic communities and like destroying them, killing the people that weren't worth being slaves and taking the rest as slaves and selling them to other people. Yeah. Um, burning down houses full of children. Yeah. And old people. Yeah. So it shows one of these fights and one of these uh, uh, invasions into this uh, community. And um, that's where you meet Anya Taylor-Joy as Olga of the Birch Forest. Um, And uh, I don't care how ugly her name is. She wears it well. Oh, dude, Olga. There's nothing wrong with Olga. Uh, (laughs) Ain't nothing but a name. Uh, but anyway, Amleth overhears somebody talking about Fjolnir, sending some of the slaves to Fjolnir. So he's like, yeah, all right, this is it. I'm going back. I'm ready to fuck this guy up. So he, uh, cuts his beard and cuts his hair and like brands himself a slave and swims like 200 yards into the ocean to jump onto a ship. That is taking these slaves to Fjolnir. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Because he's a bad <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Um, uh, it, and during this battle before that, he was just, he was basically fucking Terminator. He was just like walking around fucking annihilating people. Uh, just being an ex- extreme badass. Annihilating men. men. Yes. Only men. He wasn't, he like has a rule. Um, but uh, so th- this is when he meets uh, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, and she gives him some advice, and they end up going all the way to Fjolnir, who Fjolnir lost his father's kingdom because he was a, a terrible ruler, uh, and <laughs> and like lo- probably lost the favor of all of his people yeah. by killing Arvindil. Yeah, and then because you get uh, you get the sense that like the people. Love Arvindale. Yeah. And so. then uh and then he like loses a war and gets basically uh shoved out into uh Iceland. Yeah. And there's nobody on Iceland at the time. So yeah. he's like he's like basically just ruling a rock with nobody on it. Yeah. Um so uh they get sent out there as slaves and uh so then he's at Fjolnir's and he like he doesn't immediately attack. He's like try- kind of like feeling it out. Uh, and uh, Olga, he starts talking to Olga, and Olga's like, "Oh yeah, like I'll help you kill these people." Um, yeah. And he ends up going to see another he witch to get some advice. Yeah. On what how to how to go about this. Um, and uh, the he witch sends him on another quest he like finds out about like how what where he's supposed to go but before that he he like sees a witch that's like not actually there yeah uh, and he like gets information on how he's supposed to continue his quest um but then he goes and talks to this he witch and the the he witch tells him about a sword that can only be unsheathed in the darkness or at the gates of hell with one l um yeah, which there is a volcano. So if the if the sky is clouded enough by the smoke of the volcano, you basically <laughs> if if the sheath can't detect sunlight, you can unsheath it. 
Yeah. So wrap it in black cloth. They didn't think about that. Um, anyway. It's not a D&D game. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, does it have a watch? Like, how does the sword tell time? Uh, but anyway. Uh, so he goes and there's like this fantastic scene. And it's, it's again, it's very similar to Conan. Like, because Conan... He's running from the wolves. He gets up on this high place on like this mound and he falls into this cairn and there's like a throne room yeah. that's like forever untouched and a king sitting in a throne that has this crazy sword and he goes and he takes this sword like crom fucking and then he goes out and he kills the wolves and then he fucks a witch. Um <laughs> uh, so like I need to watch Conan. It's been a while. Yeah. And I'm in the mood now. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So um so he goes and he talks to this he witch. The he witch sends him to the uh the mound. Uh what was the Yeah, he sends him to find the mound dweller. Um so he goes and he finds basically this burial mound. Uh and if I you're probably not from Indiana, but if you are from Indiana, the this was a thing in the area was the mound builder Indians. Yeah. Um, they would buy, build these basically hills that they had buried their dead in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like, it's, it's a common, uh, like ancient culture thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he goes into this mound cause he like basically like opens up the top of it and drops inside again. He finds like basically looks like a untouched throne room. Uh, and there's a guy in a chair at the end of it and he's got a sword across his lap and he's wearing this armor and he goes and he goes to pick up the sword and then the guy comes to life and he fights him. Yeah. And the witch had told him to mind the moonlight. Yeah. To only go during the full moon and to mind the moonlight. Eventually he figures out that that means, you know, to push the thing into the moonlight. Yeah. So he does and it weakens it and he like cuts the hand off and he like hits it with the axe and then he picks up the sword and he cuts its head off and then you realize that it's all in his head yeah and you're just like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah what is happening yeah what if he would have lost yeah right just like would have just like fell to his knees and sat there staring at the corpse of this dude until mm-hmm. he starved to death turned to stone something yeah i don't know i don't know uh, wild yeah it's fucking wild so he gets the he gets the uh the dragger. The dragger. Uh the undead sword. Yeah. Uh and then he like starts terrorizing Fjolnir's camp. Yeah. Just like fucking like the first time he kills he kills like two dudes and he like pins them up to the wall of a building like some kind of sick uh modern art sculpture. Yeah. And like the he's freaking people out because they're all like super religious and they're just like they're they're like you know Norse religious so they're yeah. like you know praying to uh, Freya or not Freya 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 yeah and uh, and like whoa what what the fuck is this and then they start they like he keeps doing it and then they're like blaming it on the Christians because the Christians are evil the Christian Slavic people yeah. And they're like their 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 god is a corpse nailed, nailed to, to a, a tree. tree. So yeah, that's what Ugh. this is about. Yeah. So it just keeps going and he keeps like killing more people each night and then like uh there's a particularly fucked up one where uh he um he's he basically he ends up falling in love with Olga 
and Olga is a witch, and she like knows she's like an earth witch. Yeah, and uh, which she's basically just like is knows about like mushrooms and shit, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, she does some witchy shit later, but uh, she like is like, hey, I got these mushrooms. We could fuck with some people. And they basically dose them with magic mushrooms, like the whole like oh yeah, and they're they're like at high alert, like we've got dudes like lined up along the shore with like watch fires, and we're all standing next to them, and like yeah. somebody like is bringing around the stew for them all to eat because like they're all on watch, so they're bringing them stew, and they all eat the stew with the magic mushrooms in it. Yep, <laughs> so they're all freaking out. It's fucking. Awesome. And then before they start freaking out, they're like laughing about not feeding the slaves that they've armed and yeah. like making fun of them. Yeah. And... and then they all fucking start tripping. And uh Noseless is still alive until now. And, <laughs> and that was better than we like we came up with all these scenarios on how he was gonna kill Noseless. And when he finally did it was better than anything that we had come up with. Yeah, like, I, th I thought he bitch. was just gonna. I thought he was just gonna catch him alone and lean in real close and say something along the lines of like, "I'm the one that took your nose," or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but I actually liked the way it played out in the movie much better. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that doesn't ha that doesn't really happen too often. No, but usually we. Oh fuck! Usually we're like, I feel like we would be really good rewriters. Because yeah. we're usually like, okay, I see where this is going. This is what should happen. And then we're like maybe slightly disappointed by how it goes. Yeah. But it's like, ah, it's okay. It's not often that it's like, oh, that was better than anything I could have come up with ever. You know? Yeah, and I felt that way this entire time. Like, watching all three of his movies. Yeah. Like, I'm just like... Pretty much. This is... Fuck, yeah. dude. This... Man. Yeah. So it keeps going. Uh, he ends up finding out that his mother was actually uh, part of what happened to his father. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like she's like, it, she's either. So this is the only thing that I didn't like. She's either way too into telling him that she was part of having his dad killed. And that if she he kills everyone else, then she'll become his queen. And she like tries to kiss him, and then she like goes crazy afterwards. Just all of that is super weird, which fits with with Egger's stuff. Yeah, but I feel like she's way too into it. And then when he does end up killing her at the end, she says thank you. Yeah. So I almost feel like she just wanted him to kill her. Like she was done. I think like. And that was like the only way, because like he, th we talked about it a second ago. We talked about he has like a rule where he won't kill women and children. Yeah. And he like won't, he doesn't, you know, attack her. Yeah. This is, this is the, when he does kill her, it's the second time he's been in that room with her. Yeah. And this time she's like going to kill him or he's going to kill her. Yeah. And, and he, he basically still just, sort of accidentally yeah, kills her. He like, he like, just like swings to defend and she like runs into it basically. Yeah. Yeah, so like that that's a big talking point. Go ahead yeah, and finish your But yeah, synopsis. anyway, so um he finds out that maybe she helped kill dad. So then he's like, "Fuck it. We're going to kill him next tomorrow night." And that's when uh she gives 
all the inf- well he kills Thorier at that point. Yeah. And that really sets off uh uh Fjolnir and and uh Gudrun. Um so she like ends up telling Fjolnir that it was Amleth. It's not some random devil or demon or whatever. It's Amleth. Come back. Yeah. Uh So uh, they go after all the people that they think might have helped him, and they know that uh, he's been, you know, talking to Olga. Yeah. So they end up taking Olga and are going to kill her, and he, like, comes out of nowhere, and he's like, ah, fuck you, I have Thorir's heart, because um, he took Thorir's heart out. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, so he has Thorir's heart, and he's like, ah, fuck you, um... I'll give you Thorir's heart back if you let Olga live. So they let Olga go, and she runs off, and they come up, and he whips a bunch of dudes' asses, and it's daytime. So he's got the dragger, and he can't unsheathe it. So he's yeah. just, like, fucking hitting people with the pommel and, like, the scabbard and shit, yeah. and, like, still beats the shit out of, like, three or four dudes before they get him. The sheath should be just as good as the blade. Yeah. So... The Riddle of Steel. The Riddle of Steel! Uh, but anyway... So they get him. And he, the, one of the last things he says before they knock him out is like, uh, how do you know that's Thorier's heart and not the heart of some dog that I killed two days ago? And they're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so then they string him up in this barn and they're just beating the ever-loving shit out of him. Uh, asking him where Thorir's heart is, and he's he just like won't tell him. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you guys. This is gonna be awesome. You're all gonna die. And they're just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they eventually give up. And uh, Fjolnir's like, I'm gonna kill you. You're gonna die. And he's like, Okay, let's go. And uh, he's like, You 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 can't. He says something. He's like, Uh, uh, you can't kill me. That is not my fate. Uh, even if you were to hit me with your swords, they would not bite. I'm just yeah. like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. So, so much conviction. It's just like, ugh. And uh, so they give up, and one of the dudes is trying to pull his sword, and he can't, he can't pull it out of the scabbard, and he gets frustrated, and he just throws it over to the side. What a dipshit. <laughs> Are you, so you left a fucking sword. Totally plausible, though, right? Because, like, they don't... None of them realize what the sword is. No. And they don't really question the weapon. Yeah. Or, like, even where he got it. Right. Because, like, earlier, they're like, well, where would they... Where would he have got... Yeah, because the the first thing they they question is the slaves, and they're like, well, slaves couldn't get a hold of a sword anyway, so... And then one of their, like, their, uh, like, wise woman, witch, or whatever they had, was like, oh, this is not a weapon of man. Well, it's not, but it's not, it is wielded by a man. <laughs> yeah. So she so, was part half right, half right, which is usually how how it goes with <laughs> yeah, you know the the seers, right? So um, anyway, they leave him strung up, and he gets saved by ravens because Norse stories. Uh, yeah. There's also like a little fucking flash of Odin. Yeah. Um, 
So he gets saved by ravens, and then uh, he dreams that a Valkyrie takes him away. Uh, but it's really Olga, and she's like makes fun of him for calling her uh, Valkyrie in his like yeah. fever dream. <laughs> so she fixes him up, and then uh, they're gonna leave. Uh, he's like, ah, they beat me. I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna go away with you because I love you. And then they get on the boat and they find, and he figures out that he like basically touches her and like just gets a shock of vision. He kisses her wound. Oh, he kisses her neck. Yeah, yeah. It's still kind of bloody. Yeah. And he's like, You have my family's blood in you. And then he realizes what that means. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, Oh, shit. They're related. No. (laughs) Yeah. And then he like has a vision and she's pregnant with twins. Uh, and he's like, oh, fuck. And then he realizes what that means. He, that means that he has to go back and kill Fjolnir because if Fjolnir realizes that Amleth got away and Amleth has kids, he gonna come after him because yeah. he done killed all of it. Fjolnir's kids. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he, he like jumps off the boat. Well, at that point he had only killed the oldest son. He'd only killed the oldest son. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, he jumps off the boat and he goes back. And it's at that point that he uh, kills everyone else. Um, He kills uh, Gudrun on accident. Um, He kills uh, Gunnar sort of on accident. Gunnar also like stabs the shit out of him. Yeah. And he like throws him off and like slashes and cuts him in half probably because he's a kid. Uh, Yeah, dude, when he got, I, I hate that's, that's, that's one of the most realistic things that I hate seeing in movies. Not because yeah. I like hate it, just because it makes me cringe so hard, is where someone gets stabbed like like fucking seven times in five seconds. Yeah. Because if someone gets close enough to you, they have a knife, and they're not fucking stupid. That's how many times they do. They just like stab you a yeah. billion times. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a stick. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, it's not like in the, the older movies where it's like, yeah stab you oh no lean against you i'm dying why yeah it's like the 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 prison movies where they walk up and they're like yeah because that's what you do with a short blade yeah so (laughs) yeah if it's not a sword you hit him more than once yeah um and even then with a sword you hit him more than once just like if you're shooting somebody you empty the magazine unless there's more than one threat anyway Fuck double tap. Put all of them in them. Welcome to our self-defense trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So, after he kills uh, Gudrun and Gunner, yeah. Fjolnir walks in, and he doesn't even say anything. He's just like, okay. And he picks up Gunner, and he grabs uh, uh, Gudrun's corpse, and he's like, meet me at the gates of hell. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's fucking do it. So he, like, they meet and they fight at the gates of hell naked because it's real hot there. Yeah. Um, and they're fucking Vikings. Nordics. Yeah, they're, they're Nordics. I shouldn't call them Vikings. They're manly men. Yeah. That's what they are. <laughs> uh, Not the Charlie Sheen kind. <laughs> yeah. So they fight to the death. Uh, and they both die. Which is the only way to end this fucking story. Yeah. Like, I, it hurt. 
it hurt because I didn't want him to. No. I didn't want him to die at all. No. But. He had to. He had to. Yeah. It was the only way to end the story. I was so fucking, I was like, oh, thank you. And also, ouch, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he, like, cuts off Fjolnir's head, and Fjolnir stabs him through the heart, and then he's laying there dying and seeing the vision of his children uh, in the heart tree. Yeah. Yeah. And his one kid looked like Chloe, Grace, whatever. Mortez. Moretz. Moretz. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think it was Moretz. Um, yeah, you know, kind I of. I think it looked like her. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not her. It would have. I know it's been not her. Like fifteen years ago, but yeah, this very young version of her is what it looked like. But it, I know it's not. But yeah, but yeah, I mean that was basically the movie. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, dude, I. Oh, oh Bjork is the Cirrus that he sees. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that she was in this. I knew that. I forgot. But yeah, I mean, this is fucking gnarly. Yeah, dude, this is like, once again, Robert Eggers, you have made a movie that I will be considering on my list of 100 movies you should watch before you die. So three movies on my list of 100 movies you should watch before you die are going to be Eggers movies. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So, like, fuck, man. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the mother. Sure. Um, I started talking about it. Yeah, let's start, let's start there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, even in the beginning, you get, like, kind of the sense that she is either, Not like... on the up and up. Yeah, like, she's either pretending or something or whatever, and then you have, like, the, the foreshadowing of the jester... Yeah, uh, talking about how she looks at Fjolnir, um, and but he so like Avend Avondale, uh, like she offers to like basically have sex with him, um, when he's like fucking missing half his liver, and yeah. he like kind of turns her down, uh, which like I mean I don't. I don't know if I would turn sex down even if I was missing half a liver. But maybe? I've never been in that position. Um, stopped drinking before it got that bad. So, <laughs> also, uh, It's also a question of position. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. So, I mean... Um, so I, I think that that's interesting because like she go like especially for the time frame so when I say some of this stuff I'm not being misogynistic I promise. I am in referencing the time frame in which the movie takes place yes. because women were treated entirely different. Yes. Uh, then. So not to mention like stuff that you find out about her later. Yeah. Um, but what I find interesting is like he's wounded severely. Yeah. And is probably going to die. And she immediately goes to her base wifely duties. Yeah, she's like, do you want to fuck? Yeah. Like, and what? No. <laughs> so, that I, I thought that that was interesting um, because it doesn't, we don't get any depth out of her yet. Yeah. 
like that's very superficial. Right. Like like sex can be and usually is a very intimate thing. You're right, but, but the way it's treated in that in that instance, the way it's is treated not. and the dialogue that follows it is very superficial, impersonal. Like, yeah, like it's the only thing that she has to offer him in that moment. Which, right. if that's true and that's the way it looks, then yeah, their marriage would clearly be on the rocks. Yeah, you know. So I thought that, that was interesting and like a beautiful depiction of. A, it, you, it's a very small moment, but it's in that small moment it is. It says a lot, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was when I was first like, like the jester says this thing, and I was like, well, I mean, that's foreshadowing, right? Yeah. But then, like, you still don't know if it like if she decided to fall in love with him after uh, Arvind- Arvindel's death, or if it was going on before. Yeah. So. Then you get to that scene, and it's like, that was my first inkling that I was like, okay, I think she's a bad person. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't weird that she was, uh, revealed to be a bad guy, basically. Yeah. Um. It was fairly obvious from the beginning that there was something definitely weird. Um, but you find out later that she was a, a slave previously, and she was brought and basically uh, Arvindil uh, decided to marry her after she had pro- produced children. Yeah. Um, so I almost half feel like uh, she seduced Fjolnir to like basically like they talk about uh, Olga talks about her having the power to manipulate people Mm -hmm. and I suspect specifically men right yeah and to break their minds right Um, and uh, I I feel like that's what Gudrun was doing basically she like seduced Fjolnir to kill Arvindil yeah to get revenge for what he had done to her and then after a while she is done being uh Fjolnir's woman because he's like easily easily manipulated but she's just tired of it yeah right and she like I think there's a whole I, I think you're onto something um because there there's like a whole uh, Avondale was like her savior of the time Sure. Right. And then she got into that situation and she saw and it wasn't a new good savior. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't good enough. She saw a new savior yeah. for her time. Right. And then we get to the whole scene where she's like trying to seduce her son. It, was, it is. It is super weird. But like for the time frame. Yeah. But it's like just it's super uncomfortable and you see that he's super uncomfortable with it. And like you feel the character in that. Yeah. Point. Yeah, for sure. And you're just like, oh, no, fuck that. Fucking kill this bitch right now. I don't care if she's your mom. Like, Yeah, because he's waited. It doesn't say how many years, but like he's waited all these years to like be able to save her. Yeah. Because he loves her as a mother. Yeah. Not because he like. I'm guessing like 15 years. Yeah. Because he was probably like eight, nine or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. I think they said how old he was or had a like some kind of colloquialism for the time. Yeah. Of how old he was before, but like, then he's like full grown 
but not like he is definitely full grown. Yeah, he's but he's not like eighteen. It's like grown and a he's, half. Yeah, he's definitely like twenties to thirties. Yeah. So then you get you get to that scene where you know she's like trying to seduce him, and there, there's a lot going on there between both characters because she's yeah. like, well, clearly he is man enough to kill Fjolnir. Yes, and take over. So then she like off once again. She's in a position where she only has one thing to offer. Yep, and it's you know sex. Yeah. Um. So she, it's basically a parallel to the first scene that we see. Yeah, where she's, uh, where Avondale's hurt and she's offering him sex to make him feel better. Yeah. So like I think that is where it was going with like the manipulation. It also goes back to the scene before that uh where the very first thing that happens really is uh Arvindil's coming back and Amleth sees it and yeah. he goes running to his mom to tell her that dad's back. Yeah. And he like accidentally walks in while she's getting dressed. So it could be that, you know, she thought maybe he was trying to see her because she says how many times have I had to tell you not to break in here. Yeah. Um, so like she could be like, oh, well, he was peeping on me then. Maybe he'll be into it now. Yeah. Which is super fucked up. But he's not into it and ends up fucking, the only thing he penetrates her with is a fucking sword. Um, <laughs> on accident, even. He tripped and she fell into it. Uh <laughs> No, really, that's what happens. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like that whole thing is fucked up. Uh, but it's it's also interesting. It's very like, uh, you know, the political shit that happens. You know, the, all the stuff in Game of Thrones was like that. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to have that in this plot. Um, yeah. It's a little extra thing that isn't usually in these. You know, it, usually the only thing it's focused on is the the like political aspirations of the uh the uncle right yeah which it didn't even seem like he cared to be the king he just like was like ah you're you're the there was like the full blood versus half blood thing yeah cuz he was a bastard the uh Fjolnir's a bastard right yeah so there was that jealousy of like I'm the better fighter, I'm the better tactician, I'm the better everything, uh, even your wife says I'm a better lay, uh, and you get everything because you're full blood and I'm not. Yeah. That's bullshit, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, in, in a very cheap way. Yeah, he gets all his friends to fucking do it, and then when you're, you've been fucking speared 25 times after you were already almost gutted, before that, in a battle like a week ago or two weeks ago, however long it took them to travel back, then I'm gonna have all my friends spear you from their horses yeah. while you're walking around in the, you know, wilderness with your son. Yeah. And then I'm gonna cut your head off, and it takes me four hits because I'm a bitch. Yeah. I actually <laughs> liked that it took him four yeah, hits. Yeah, no, I, I liked it too. <laughs> you know, like the chances of you actually taking someone's head off with one swing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it takes uh, a extremely sharp weapon and an extremely precise blow to do it. Yeah. 
Um, this it is podcast a, might be a little too telling of the things we've researched. Dude, just go watch some fucking <laughs> Forged in Fire. Will it keel? <laughs> That's true. We have watched a lot of Forged in Fire. The dragger will kill. <laughs> it will kill you. Uh, but <laughs> um, he cuts fucking Fjolnir's head off with that and one with one hand. Yeah. Very sharp blade. It's magic. A it's fucking a fucking monster. magic sword, and he's <laughs> yeah. a monster. So yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It's it's a very interesting take on like this common story, right? Yeah. Uh, and like the cinematography is fantastic. The dialogue, yeah. the way the the whole thing is presented. Oh yeah, is fantastic. Um, dialogue, man, it's fucking amazing. I I don't know. There's just so much to this. Uh, in 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 and it's it's a simple thing, but it's still like they, the way it's done is just uh, extremely well done. Yeah, yeah. Like, so Fuelner. Like, what I also appreciate about it is like, Fuelner Fuelner very dishonorably kills a Avendel. Yeah, and then but then when it comes time to like avenge his loved ones like his his sons and uh his wife stolen bride whatever gift whatever um when it comes time to avenge his loved ones it it he takes a very honorable approach to it yeah except for the attacking him from the side and behind in the smoke that's true i guess he did sneak attack him yeah you're right he faked honor. Yeah, he faked it. Yep. And he was like, this guy's killed, like, everyone? <laughs> I should probably stow that shit and just fucking kill him any way that I can. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but he, like, didn't, like, it, it is a sneak attack. He does try to, like, sucker punch him, but he didn't, like... I don't know, he didn't show up with, like, a bow and arrow and... No, he didn't go all the way. He yeah. didn't show up with 12 of his friends on horseback with spears. He was out of friends. <laughs> yeah, they were all dead. <laughs> and all the horses were dead, too. Um, But, so, yeah, I, I appreciate the culmination of the movie so much. Uh, Just having these two dudes just fucking... Yeah, fuck-ass naked fucking fighting to the death. <laughs> Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Yep. So, um, then, yeah, so, like, the, the development of Fjolnir, like, throughout the movie is, is interesting to me, too, like, because you don't get a lot of it, but every line he has and every scene he is in is so excruciatingly important to like his character and I appreciate that too because it's so fucking oh my god yeah like all these characters are fully developed um all the ones that matter anyway um there isn't a whole lot of side character stuff although I'm pretty sure the two dudes that he killed that were friends with the eldest son were going into that house to fuck going into the bathroom yeah yeah, like one dude comes out and two dudes go in. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the way he like 
mourns them. I don't remember exactly. He's like, he's like, they were, they were some sweet boys or something like that. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So I think there was like some emphasis there on a, on them potentially being gay, um, which also would make a lot of sense because like the Nordics were like progressive. They didn't have these like extremely overly judgmental like ideas. It was they they were. Uh, one of the more open. Well, I mean, I mean, fucking Greece was too, but yeah, like they were, they were like open to stuff, and they weren't. You know, it wasn't really until like the Crusades and the spread of Christianity that things got super fucking hateful, right? Um, about personal life decisions. But uh, so that that was interesting, and it's just like a little thing that maybe we're looking more into than we need to be but I, I feel like there's a little something there um and then Anya yeah my god man I love this girl yeah she's fantastic like she's really good in this yeah she she is like fantastic slapping Fiona in the face with her period blood oh dude I fucking love that scene as much as I wanted to hurl like I was like <laughs> Because you're like, throughout the whole movie, you're like, fuck this guy in particular. Yeah. And then, and he like treats her like shit and he's like basically about to have his way with her. Yeah. And she's like, I'm bleeding. And he was like, like, meh, I don't care. Blood never hurt anyone or whatever he says. And then she fucking smears it all over his face. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, she's dead. And then she isn't. He's just like, you unclean whore. And (laughs) tells the other chick to like fucking make her listen better or something yeah he storms something like out yeah fucking blood on his face yep clot on his ear <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep no i mean uh, i don't know there's so much there's so much to say about like uh the acting and like the casting of this movie uh i've never seen the last time i saw a kid of a villain that I wanted to personally choke to death was Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Thorir is up there with Joffrey. Yeah. Uh, just like a huge piece of shit pussy yeah. that thinks he's better than everyone else. I loved his death scene. Oh my god. For, for more reasons than him just dying. Like the cinematography of his death scene. Yeah. Where he like slides the blade into his stomach. But it was and... pretty cool that he died too. <laughs> <laughs> like the camera like comes down, you see under his like cot and like the blade goes all the way through and yeah. uh No, it's great. Very satisfying. <clears throat> the that one was really satisfying and the uh the noseless one was really satisfying. Yes. Um but like that guy did a fantastic job uh playing a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh well hold on. Let me give let me give you the guy's name. I'm I'm on a different page now. Um Oh, thank you for the half page ad. Um his name is Gustav Lind. Um Willem Dafoe didn't have a huge role in this, but uh, his disembodied head comes back later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even care so how it got there. That was fucking awesome. That was fucking cool. Uh, 
I loved everything about his his role. Um, you know, uh, Class Bang, who played Fjolnir, was fantastic. Uh, I haven't seen Nicole Kidman in a movie in a while. She was pretty good. Ethan Hawke wasn't in this for very long. Fantastic. No, fantastic. We always love some Ethan Hawke yep. up in here. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, everybody was great. Uh, I don't know. This movie is just fucking baller. Yeah, dude. I don't know what else to say about it. Do you want to do trivia? Yeah, let's do trivia. All right, let's go down to the corner. We're going to take a long ship down to the corner. Insert Shane's trivia corner, but in Nordic or something. <laughs> Uh, so talking about long ships after shooting wrapped several of the actors received gifts from the set Nicole Kidman received a sword Willem Dafoe received an actual long ship Bjork received three horses and Alexander Skarsgård received the bloodstained thong that he wore for a week while shooting the final scene of the film in a frame <laughs> That's what he has on in his IMDb picture. <laughs> Holy shit, it might be. <laughs> uh, director Robert Eggers worked with historians and did meticulous research into the period to make sets, costumes, and props as authentic as possible, while also going back to a period before Christianity influenced Viking culture. Professor Neil Price, archaeologist at uh, Uppsala University in Sweden, who worked on the movie, later stated that The Northman might be the most accurate Viking movie ever made. Eggers did admit that there were a few historic references for Amleth's initial ritual, initiation ritual, making it probably the most fictional ritual in the movie. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, although Robert Eggers did not have Final Cut, and had to make several studio-mandated changes to the movie during post-production. Boo! Uh, he still expressed his satisfaction with the finished product. However, he admitted that editing the movie was the most painful experience of his life, making the, this possibly a one-off experience. Frankly, I don't think I will do it again, even if it makes means like not making a film this big ever again. And by the way, I'd like to make a film this big. I'd like to make one even bigger. But without control, I don't know. It's too hard on my person. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, like, he put all this effort into making this movie the way it is, and then somebody comes in and is like, I don't think it's going to make enough money. You should, you should change this and move this over here. No. Fuck yeah. you. Well, I'm going to take all the money away. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love your executive voice. <laughs> uh, most of the runic title cards do not match the subtitle translation. Rather, they use a period-accurate term. The title of the film is actually not written out in the runes as the subtitle suggests. It instead says, Amleth Saga. Hmm. Neat. Oh, uh, there you go. This one, the, I, I think this one actually deserves it, this next one. Uh, in the scene in which, uh, wow, there's lots of accents on these letters. Uh, Ulf Jornar, 
attack the Slavic town. Uh, Amleth catches a spear in midair and throws it back at the Slavs in one movement. This is taken from the medieval Icelandic story of Njal's uh, saga in which Adolf, Adolf throws a spear at the Viking hero Gunnar. But Gunnar catches it midair and throws it straight through Adolf and his shield. Damn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. This is in, uh, uh, God of War. The sorcerer holds on to a preserved human head. According to myth, Odin was a student of Mimir. When Mimir was decapitated by Odin's rival gods, Odin pickled Mimir's head, decapitated head, and reanimated it with magic so Mimir could continue to teach him. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh. The Valkyrie's dental markings are based on bodies in Viking graves with horizontal lines carved into the teeth. The practice was particularly mm. common on the island of Gotland. The principal theory is that the carvings were decorations filled with colored pigment. Bro. If I die, I need you to talk to the mortician. Have them carve stuff into my teeth. Okay. Can do. Can do! That's fucking cool. I was wondering, I was like, why do her teeth look so fucking weird? <laughs> yeah. Thought it was the chick from, uh, 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 the South African rappers. Oh, Diane Ward. Diane Ward. With like, she has like braces sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not fucking bling bling retainers. Yeah. Uh, oh, where'd that go? All of the Mound Dweller's equipment, including Dwagger, is based on, on mostly Swedish Vendel area finds that makes everything he uses centuries older than the gear of every other character. Hardened by age? Yeah. Uh, the, the movie also takes place in 914 AD during the early settlement of Iceland, also known as the Landnamsold. Literally, age of land taking before the establishment of the all thing. Uh, ooh, here we go. Among the changes that the studio demanded to the initial cuts were a more streamlined opening act and the insertion of title cards so the audience could keep some track of the time that elapsed. Uh, director Robert Eggers commented that I think I've delivered the most entertaining version. The most entertaining version is not necessarily something I'm usually striving for, but it was here, you know, and it happened. <laughs> uh, director Alfonso Curran, uh, who was a fan of Eggers' The Witch in 2015, also approved the final cut. Hmm. There's more talk about him not having final cut, um, experiencing lots of pressure during post-production. I'm wondering if we might end up seeing if like this if this movie gains any kind of traction, I'm wondering if we might end up seeing a director's cut. Which would be pretty I, sweet. I hope so, yeah. Like I want to know what was different cuz like yeah. in my mind, once again we're at a point where I'm like I don't know that this movie gets any better. Yeah. Like 
I would say maybe if it was longer, but I don't even know that it needs that. Like two hours and fifteen minutes, like it wasn't like a strenuous watch. I was fucking glued the whole time. Yeah. It's like I don't I don't know if like he had to cut like forty five minutes and that's why the studio was like, yo, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, like I could kind of see that because it 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 does play out like a folktale and like if what he originally had was just like longer and he just had to like make some cuts to make it shorter, I could see a longer version of this movie being better and more artsy. But like this was still like super artistic for having a studio chime in. So like I applaud him for like dealing with that and still ending up with like a final product that was this fucking good. Yeah. So uh this includes a thing that is referenced in a thing that is one of my other favorite medieval like sort of Viking movies. Uh Thorir's funeral is based on Ibn Fadjin's uh 10th century account of a Rus funeral. In particular, the words of Cormloth uh, are nearly verbatim the words of the servant girl who is killed to accompany her master in Ibn Fadlin's account. A fictional version of Ibn Fadlin's experiences among the Rus appears in The Thirteenth Warrior, 1999. Mm. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's going to be the last one. This has been Shane's Trivia Corner. Shane's Trivia Corner. Awesome. So, we're ready to rate this? Yeah. I think I'm going to give this movie a 9.5. I I mean, I greatly enjoyed this, I think, more than the other movies. Uh, I think that's just like a personal preference thing. I think they are all fantastic. Yeah. Um this one's just like in my fucking wheelhouse of the yeah. shit that I love. So I'm giving it a nine five. Everything that I said was awesome about the previous movies is awesome about this one. Uh I think the one thing that um they didn't do what they did in the other movies was just be a little different in the presentation. So like the uh, the lack of the normal structure in the witch or the uh, aspect ratio, black and white and everything of uh, the lighthouse. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's not really anything to reference that to that in this, right? Yeah. So I think it's as good as it was going to get, but I'd love to see a director's cut. Yeah. But as of right now, it's a 9.5. Yeah. Russell? Um, 9.9. <laughs> I just I don't know dude this is my fucking guy I don't know man I've given him a lot I uh, really have fucking high scores too so yeah yeah um like the, he's just like I don't fucking know man he makes me want to write he makes me want to make a movie he makes me want to fucking like be creative like he made like just like this I love this shit like yeah, these are the types of like I know we when we started doing this podcast we started with you know MCU movies and you know I love those too like don't get me wrong but like these 
types of movies like these these just like super deep slow burn like interesting character driven pieces uh just like fucking hit my nerve on like just the right way like and it's i <sighs> It's like I don't like I love the pacing of this movie. Like I loved the pacing of of all three of these movies cuz it's like yeah. and and each one has like a different feel. The, the first two have a lot of dread. Like The Witch and The Lighthouse like have a lot of dread to them. And neither movie necessarily has like a satisfying conclusion. Um but they have like a they both have like a deep kind of thought-provoking conclusion to them whereas like this one like fits the story like the all three of the endings like fit the stories and i I feel like a lot of movies come up short on the ending like they just don't know how to end it like you know it's a big deal um and so like this movie uh just like i fuck i don't know you're like following this character the whole time you feel everything he feels like it's shot in a way like the cinematography and like the 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 specifications of the sh- of the shots are like shot in a way where you really just like get into this character and you feel this character and you know the scene where he's talking to his mom and she's like coming on to him like we talked about that from like her perspective but like from his perspective like fuck dude he's like waited so long to save her and then yeah. she's like trying to sleep with him like that's so beyond fucked yeah and so to to see his face and his facial expressions and Skarsgård does such a good job. He's come so far since True Blood as an actor and a physical specimen of man, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah. He, so he just like he his performance, like I there at I don't think they're like I was like okay he can he do this movie like when i seen the trailer and i seen he was attached to the movie and like gonna be the lead character i I did i was kind of like can he do this like does he have like does he have like that 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 like that part of being an actor that will let him do this kind of movie and then like sure as soon as he showed up in the movie i was like oh fuck (laughs) he's gonna nail this and he did like yeah so I just the the I love the pacing, I love the dialogue. There's not anything I dislike about this movie. Um if we get a director's cut of this, it might be the first 10 I have to give. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it's so fucking good. Um if you haven't watched it and you've listened to this, we've clearly spoiled the movie. <laughs> but what I will tell you is that it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, you need to watch <laughs> like, it anyway. It, even knowing, like, because we pretty much knew what was going to happen, like, 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Um, But it's it's that kind of movie. Like, all right. of his movies have kind of been like that, because you get, like, the lighthouse was going to end the way it was going to end, and the witch was going to end the way it was going to end. Right. But you're still there for it. And that is such compelling storytelling that you're that we don't have these days, because everything is like lightning in every act lightning on every page like you have to have something ridiculous yeah, and it has and, to be a twist and... yeah twist happening like and these movies aren't like that these movies yeah. are like thought-provoking and like fucking just like 
all the way to the core, just solid fucking movies that I think have a lot of rewatch value. And so just fucking watch it, even if you've already listened to this. Yeah. Like, and then I'm going to watch it again because I've now watched all of his movies twice, except for this one. And I need to watch it again. And then we need and then to after watch I watch this, do what? Then we need to watch Conan. Yes. And then also, you still need to watch The Green Knight. And then we want, need to watch The 13th Warrior. Yeah. We're just going to have a fucking Viking day. Yeah. Green Knight's not Viking, but... Work out. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should work out and watch... Or we should watch... We should get the testosterone up by watching That's what we can do movies. with my other TV. We can put it out there... And we can just like watch like <laughs> this and like Thirteenth Warrior and Conan and shit like that while we're working out. Yeah, yeah. Shane and I have started a workout program <laughs> along with our editor Barry. Uh, which hey Barry, we'll probably talk about it at some point in time. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Nine point nine movies, fantastic. I love it. It is really good. Fucking watch it. It's like fuck. All right, I'm going to pull Russell's head off of Robert Eggers' dick. Um, Good fucking luck. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to finish the show. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's DQP Does, where we talked about the Northmen. This is concluding our Robert Eggers trilogy. Uh, We will continue on. Will we do Alien? Will we do Predator? Will we do both? Will we do... Something else? We don't know yet. We'll we'll let you know. Find out next week. Find out we next do week. Barbed wire. What? I'm kidding. We're gonna review the Pam and Tommy tape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <clears throat> it's just fapping noises for an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour and a half. Jesus. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you want to uh, send us any more suggestions or questions or anything like that, uh, go ahead and hit us up. DraftyQ at gmail.com. If you want to follow us or anything that you aren't already following us on, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good shit. Searching Drafty Quarters Productions. We also have a Patreon. Uh, We are not currently adding any more uh, material to that at the moment, but we will in the future. Um, When in the future, we don't know yet. But maybe early releases. Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got it set up for a one dollar tier right now, one dollar a month. And uh, if everybody could go ahead and sign up for that, that would be fantastic to help us uh, get new equipment. Because apparently we're gonna have start having technical problems. We had technical problem technical problems on the DQP Weekly this week. So who knows? We might need new shit. Uh, so that's why we beg for money. That and I'm tired of microwave burritos. Uh, so like I said, follow us on everything. So like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma to listen to us. We're probably gonna not keep them as listeners because we're very va- uh vulgar. But yeah. and tell your third cousin you got a hand job from in eighth grade. Yeah. What? I don't know. Who is that directed at? I need to get off oddly specific. Okay. Anyway. Specifically specific. I don't know what it's called. No, it's oddly specific, I think. Hmm. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful night. 
The cub you once hunted ate up your nose. Now the wolf has grown. He hungers for the rest. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.